welcome back to 20-somethings. I'm Emily Marquardt. And I am Victoria's Secret model, Sam Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) And today's topic is going to be about the beginning of romantic relationships. But we just wanted to make sure before we get started that we said a huge thank you to everybody who listened to the first podcast and has been sending in answers to our questions via the Instagram. Yeah, like we had like a really good response to the first one. We didn't think we are. A lot of people that we know and don't know were like pimping out the episode. So it was really nice. And I just want to shout out a kid that I work with named Adam who... <laughs> who said before listening to the podcast, hey Sam, is this like a chick thing? And when I, <laughs> when I said no, after he listened to half of it, he went, This is actually kind of good. And then after he listened to the entire thing, he went, No, it's pretty all right. So thank you, Adam, for the full like emotional spectrum that you gave us for this. I will be looking forward to your opinion on this episode as well. Shout out. Shout out. The first thing that we want to talk about is knowing your expectations and the other person's expectations going into this new relationship. Um, And just kind of like, you know, the beginning of new relationships is super scary and interesting because it's like, do I like this person? And do they like me? And that kind of thing. I think it's also important to note that Emily and I are looking at this new relationship thing primarily through the heterosexual lens. Um, Yeah. But I think a lot of this applies to anybody in a new relationship. Um, but <clears throat> Emily and I particularly, our relationships have been primarily with men. So yes. that's the kind of lens that we're um, going to be looking at. Yeah, that was that was a good thing to add. Thank there. you. <laughs> um, very important. Um, I think knowing what you both want, knowing what you want is the first step. Like if you know you want to be in a relationship, if you know you're ready for it and stuff like that, then knowing what your relationship is, or your desired relationship is, is I think one of the more important things. And this, I think ties right into like, what's your type? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like what is, what is your type of man, woman, person, 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 any, 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 hopefully human being. Yeah. Do your thing, but don't. (laughs) Um, And, and just kind of knowing like your type um, or your type is. So Emily, do you, do you feel like you have a type? Not at all. Well, okay, that's a, that's a, not true. I think that I definitely gravitate towards a certain type of guy, but I've also dated outside of that. Um, and I think it was important for me to have experiences dating inside my type and outside of my type. What is your type? I think my type is more on the um, reserved side, a guy who is... Um, self-aware and also um, somebody who can speak on an emotional level, somebody who is driven in their career, um, but also like really supportive of my goals, kind of somebody who's, who's interested in more of like a partnership rather than like the traditional like guy being the, the alpha and taking Mm -hmm. care of everything for me, because I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty independent person, so I want somebody who's also independent enough to support me in my goals. Um, blonde hair is always a plus. <laughs> um, if we're talking about looks, but that doesn't matter as much to me. What What is your type? I think what you just said is great. My type is uh, skinny alternative music listening to Jews and <laughs> Hispanic men. <laughs> 
that's kind of where I lean. Um, now, 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 this is this is just these are the types of people that I've just tend to have been attracted to and yeah. who I've dated in the past. Um, I have stepped outside of my quote unquote type as well. If you're talking more personality traits, um, I just like people. I'm I'm a very I almost said basic person, but basic has a new meaning now. And I was like, basic. Um, I'm, Sim- a, I'm, simplistic. Simple. I'm a simplistic person. I don't really care what you do for a living. I don't care really how you live so long as you can take care of yourself. If you can mm-hmm. afford to take care of yourself and if you're like a clean person, um, then great. And then also, uh, and we'll kind of talk about this later too, but like uh, I just like people who are very like upfront about what they want. If they are like hiding what they want or they're being sketchy, I'm not about it. I don't have time for that. I've got too much, I got way too much stuff going on to sit there and be like, oh my God, does he like me? Like, no, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Does he hate me? Does he hate What's me? What's going on? I, I feel know. like you're mad at me. He forgot to text me this morning. He texts me every morning. He texted me at 1201. Mm. That's the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but like that kind of like, I, I don't, I tend not to fret over little things like that unless at some point they will and they will drive you crazy. But I think the point that Emily and I are trying to make is that like knowing what you're going into in a relationship is super important and knowing your type is super important, but neither one of those things should hold you back from approaching someone that you like. You can like someone outside of your type. You can like someone who like, you know, isn't that, you know, perfect image of what you thought you were going to end up with. Just go for whoever you have a crush on I yeah guess. yeah somebody that you're drawn to mm-hmm. I think is is this most simple way to put it and I think that kind of leads into the conversation of whose job is it to initiate the asking out is it the guy yeah. is it the girl I think we're coming into a point in time where it's not the traditional oh the guy asks the girl out I think there's a little bit more of a conversation about you know, maybe it could be the girl that asks the guy out. Um, yeah, I mean, I threw up a thing on Instagram last night just because I was curious of what people I know thought. And I asked, in heterosexual relationships, who should make the first move? Meaning, like, asking out for dates, asking for the number, that first text, who should start being flirty and stuff like that. And 56% of people said gentlemen and 44 said ladies. So it's like a pretty much 50-50 split on yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Who should ask people out? I know that Emily and I did a little bit of research into this the other night, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched this video from BuzzFeed. Uh, and it was a bunch of dudes being asked, like, how do you feel if, like, a woman would ask you out? Like, what would you think? Mm-hmm. There were a lot of different responses. Yeah. Um, one of the guys said, if a girl asks me out, that means I took too long to ask her out. Which I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. So that's his thought process with that. That, that seems like a lot of I, – I mean, I think I've always known that there's pressure on dudes to ask yeah, girls right. out, but I never thought about it at that point. Like, if a girl asks you out, usually it just means that she likes you. Like, right. you shouldn't think that it took her too long. I mean, maybe. Maybe. It, it depends. Hmm. And then another guy said, um, the type of girls that I like seem to expect to be asked out. So this particular <laughs> guy is going for girls who – um, like the guy to take charge of that. Yeah. Some would use the phrase high maintenance, which I hate, <laughs> <laughs> which I hate. I, I'm saying that because I want to make a point, man or woman. If anybody, 
ever calls you high maintenance, you do not have to apologize mm. for knowing what you want and how mm. to take charge of your life. Mm. Having your shit together is not high maintenance. Snaps. So, <laughs> so if anybody Snaps. is like, you know, oh, you expect to be asked out, be like, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> I, I'm awesome. Like, that's okay. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I think there's a difference between high maintenance in terms of like, like, I think when I think of the phrase high maintenance, I think of somebody who maybe just like requires a lot of like emotional support or um, a person who wants a lot of time being put in. You want to have a lot of face time with that person rather than the other types of affections, like being bought things. Yeah. But then the other kind of high maintenance I think of is like somebody who is like, just like asking to, to be bought things all the time. Like, demanding. Oh, yeah, it's a very demanding yeah. and bossy. So there's definitely a lot of different um, connotations that come with that. Yeah. Um, then another guy in the video um, said that the women that he's dated tend to drop hints, which is helpful for him. Um, but if she were to ask him out, then he would buy her a nicer dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like if she put in the effort and was like, hey, I want to go out with you, he'd be like, <clears throat> Fuck yeah. All right, great. <laughs> we get in steak. We get in steak. Like, I feel like I don't have to try as hard. I can just go out and enjoy myself. Right. Which I think it t- speaks to that kind of, again, in heterosexual relationships. Yes. Like, that pressure that men do feel to ask girls out mm-hmm. and how it's immediately alleviated when a woman asks the guy out. But then again, you also have the guy who's like, oh, I don't like it because I feel like it means that I took too long. Like I feel it's, you know, there's some sense of it being emasculating and right. some, in some sense. Right. But right. Yeah. Um, I like that last one. Then. Yeah. And then there's one other guy in the, in the Buzzfeed video that says, just go for the people that you like. Yeah. And it wasn't like a, it's the man, it's the woman. It was just whoever, like yeah. if you like them, then just initiate that conversation, which 100%. I think is, the most agreeable statement. Yeah, I think that's the like that's the one that everyone agreed with. I also had my friend Jules when I posted that little poll up. She answered to it in a DM and said, "It's whoever has a crush on whom. Like mm-hmm. that's who asks who out." Yeah, but I think there, and I I agree with that one hundred percent. I just also think that there's like a social pressure. Yes, absolutely. That guys feel, and then I think also there's a social pressure that that girls feel too because they feel like if I'm gonna ask them out. The reason he hasn't asked me out yet is because he doesn't like me. So if I'm going to go up and ask him out, he's going to reject me. And yeah. there's, I think, um, I think guys are more used to rejection. Not saying that's a good or bad thing, but they're more used to, you know, being like a swing and a miss. Yeah. And then when girls, we put so much pressure on ourselves being accepted. If we do put ourselves out there and ask and it falls flat, then that is like a huge, huge, huge yeah hit to us because yeah. society and our friends and other people and whomever are already telling us we're not good enough all right. the time. So then to be like, Hey, I, I'm a woman and I like you as a man. And they're like, uh, sorry, like not going to happen. That's a huge hit. Whereas I feel like guys, like they ask out and then the girl's like, no. <laughs> and it, they're just like, all right, on to the next. Yes. But again, I'm, I'm not a dude. So this right. is just what I've, I've personally observed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, from my personal experience with my relationship, I've um, definitely initiated more on my side. Um, shout out to Brian. Um, <laughs> um, when I was starting to um, pursue him in a romantic sense, um, I was definitely um, reaching out to him and texting him first. And um, at some point, I just kind of said, hey, 
I like you in, um, in a physical sense. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go too into detail, but I definitely initiated that. And I think on his side, I think it was helpful for him to see, oh, this is exactly where she's at. It's very clear to me. Yeah. And then he was able to react um, according to what I said, which happened to be favorable for both of us. Um, and you guys have been together for how many years? Um, two years and some change. Two years so, and some change. So I think it's also valuable to know, like, just because someone doesn't ask you out, like, it's terrifying yeah. to ask someone out. Even if you're, like, mm. oh, even if you're the cockiest, most confident person, even if you're, like, oh, I know the answer, he or she is going to say yes. Oh, yeah. Like, it's still terrifying to put yourself out there and ask someone out. And then on top of that, people are shy. Yeah. Some people will just, they are too shy or they have social anxiety and they'll never do it. So sometimes it is okay to just be like, all right, this person might not ask me out because they're scared. So let me just dip my toe in the pool a little bit and see where we're at. And that's exactly what you did. Mm -hmm. And, you know. And it worked, worked, it out, worked out very favor. well. Yeah. And I think... Like, even while we were hanging out time and time again, I was still like, wait, but does he really like me? Or yeah. am I just, like, reading into it too much? And it's like, dude, you've been hanging out, like, ten times already. Yeah. You know, that 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 doubt just, like, comes into the mind no matter how far along you are until you have yeah. something concrete. Um, so it's – I think it's totally normal to to have that kind of anxiety of rejection um, but the only way that you'll know and be able to move forward is just by asking that question or bringing it up in a conversation, being like, hey, what are we? <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm interested in this. Are you at that same level? Um, even the rejection sucks. Oh, yes. my God. Yes, it does. I'm speaking from personal experience. Also, mm -hmm. full disclosure, Emily is in a long-term loving relationship. Mm -hmm. I am not <laughs> i am i'm very single right now um uh this is like my you know like the classified ads that they used to put into like a <laughs> short pale female yeah. 23 <laughs> looking for male with pulse <laughs> no um I'm, I'm a little bit more uh particular particular than that um but i think yeah i think it's super valuable to know that some people are shy and that they're never gonna ask so just it's sometimes you just got to be the person who says something. Yes. Um, that being said, this, I think, leads into a really important part of kind of being able to differentiate um, knowing if you're being led on and uh, what is a waste of your time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can you can be asked out and you can have the start of this beautiful relationship. But if you don't talk about what you want, mm -hmm. you're it's. You're probably never going to figure out what it is that is going to – you're probably not going to find out what it is that's going to happen. Yes. Aristotle said that, <laughs> word for word, verbatim. No, I think it's it's just important to realize that, like, uh, if you don't have that – what do they call it in Jersey Shore? DTR, define the relationship. Yeah. But that's a super important mm -hmm. point. You yes, have to define is. what you want in the relationship. Hey, is this a casual thing? Do you want to marry me? Yeah. Like, talk about your expectations in that sense. Those are the only two options, by the way. <laughs> is this casual yeah. or do you want to have children yeah. with me? Are we boning or are we picking out, like, grave sites? <laughs> <laughs> and I've, yeah. I've been in the situation where there wasn't a conversation and I was like, hey, um, you know, I would love for this to be, like, a long-term committed thing. And then the other person was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for something super casual 
And then I was like, cool. I'm really glad we had this conversation. Good luck with the rest of your life. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, and, and the reverse. I've had the reverse happen where I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. And they're like, oh, well, I, you know, was hoping for something long term. And then again, sayonara. So yeah. it's good to have the conversation because if we were going along and I was like, so what are our children's names? And then you were like, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's extreme, but uh, it's good to know surprised. earlier on so that you're not like putting all this time into something that yeah. you're not on the same page with that person. Yep. Um, oh, all right. So <laughs> we're going deep. We're, into we're going deep into the Sam's vault past. here, into my past here. Okay. So, um, I was led on by a gentleman for three and a half years. Um, yeah, partially my fault, mostly his. I'd say the blame is about 70-30. Um, a lot of it had to do with... Basically, we met, uh, we were very good friends, a lot of similar interests. Uh, at one point, we started to like each other. We had a moment. And then we were like on and off for a year, two years, like, you know, let's hang out and do stuff, but not be exclusive. Let's uh, go on dates, but then, you know, I'm not gonna like sleep over. I'm gonna go do something else. Like it, it, it was like a lot of different stuff. And mm -hmm. Emily was there for all, all of it, yeah. pretty much all of it, yeah. the, the brunt of it. Um, and it was like a very volatile thing because I, I, whew, I really, really, really liked him. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. I met the day I met him when we became friends. I was like, this is the one. This yeah. is like, this is it. This is my dude. I'm never going to have to worry again. Even if it takes 30 years for us to be together, like, that's what matters. Like, right. I went all Cinderella on that shit. Mm. Um, Which was not fair to you because no. there was a, con like, a constant shift in what you were. It was like, well, yeah. actually, sometimes we're casual and then other times were serious. And yeah. so you, your, your perception of what you guys were was constantly being yeah. thrashed around. Oh yeah. And like would, would get me presents for my birthday or like would, you know, do, would do other things on and, and, and hang out on each other's birthdays. And like, and, and like it would have like really intimate things that you do for people that you are like really connected with mm -hmm. that you would do for like a, you, I can even say for like a best friend or for like a, for someone you're in a relationship with right. and have these great moments and like go out and do these things that you both like and enjoy and, and, and like travel together to some extent. And then, and then for that all to just be like, Oh, but actually I'm into this girl now. It was very volatile. Now there part of this is on me because I, I was always too afraid to say, Hey, what's going on here? Cause I really like, I really, really like you. And I don't think this isn't like a fling to me this isn't like a joke I put like a lot of time mm. and money <clears throat> and money into like hanging out with you and seeing you and going these places with you as have you so what are we doing and it wasn't until it wasn't until not too long ago that I finally by the way if if any dude who I hung out with in college is listening to this and they think this is about them, it's not. Assume it's not about you, all right? <laughs> Don't be like, oh my God, she did a whole podcast. No. Your dick is not a gift. I'm not thinking about you. Oh! Move on. <laughs> you start got all spring break on me. Um, but anyway, we. I, I finally was like, hey, what's the deal? <laughs> like, I, I finally had enough. 
And this was long after the two of us had graduated college and, and all this stuff. So I was like, it, it was enough. So I finally said, what's the deal? And he was like, finally, definitively was like, yeah, no. And it was heartbreaking. I don't like admitting this kind of stuff because I, I would tend to be a little bit more on the scrappy side, but it was nightmarish. I read the text and literally ran over to Emily's apartment and was like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. I didn't. I'm fine. Yeah. But it was super painful. Of course. Uh, and it was because that was three years of, of time, energy, and again, money that I had thrown in yes. to this person and it just disappeared in a second. Deep question for you. Go then. for it. Why do you think it took you a while to ask that question mm -hmm. of what are we? Um, because two two things. One, I was afraid that if I asked, it was all going to end, mm -hmm. which it did, but I didn't want it to. I was at a point where I was at this point where like, I th hope is one of the most dangerous things in the world. If you hope so badly that you'll be with someone, you just, it, it just, it fell, it fell apart. And right. I, I, every time he was dating someone new, I'd be like, oh, well, he doesn't actually like her. You know, he really likes me and he's, oh, he always runs back to me anyway. So what's the point? We'll just be on right. and off and on and off and then we'll get married. Like, no, that's not how that works. If you're on and off with somebody. Most of the time what it means is that you're not right for each other and you're just trying to make up excuses to fit well together and that's not how it works. Right. The other reason I didn't say anything was that I wasn't confident in myself as a person. I wasn't like, and I'm still, I don't want to say that I'm not, but I'm not like 100% there. Like I still think about the whole thing that happened and I get upset and I feel like super not confident about it. But like right. one of the reasons I never said anything was because I didn't feel like I had the power to say anything. Like I was like, oh, well, if, if I say something like, that just means that I'm thinking about him and I don't want him to know that I'm thinking about yeah, him and that, I, yes, that I'm like, yes. you know, that he's my world, which he wasn't, but like, right. you know, and I graduated college and I got this awesome job and I started to realize that, you know, I'm like, I have my life together and like I'm a, compared to some people I know who were falling apart, but in great relationships, but their lives were falling apart at the same time. I was like, all right, I'm, I've got my shit together. I'm kind of a you're bit of a- You're doing I'm okay. A, I'm doing okay. I'm a bit of a badass when it comes to like, yeah. you know, saving money and traveling and going places. And I had this surge of confidence and I was finally like, after so much and after one specific instance, which I won't get into where there was like, where we had another one of those moments, it was like, I just need to figure this out. And it was Emily too, mm -hmm. who encouraged me. She was like, just- Tell, just ask him. Just yeah. ask him. Mm -hmm. Just ask him. Because what is he going to say? He's going to say yes or no. At least then you know. know. Mm -hmm. And then you know. And then you don't have to. And he and I talk occasionally now. We're, we're back to being kind of friends, but I haven't seen him. I have no desire right. to right mm -hmm. now. So it's it's a bit of an it's a bit of an interesting. Right. Yeah, that was a long story. I apologize. <laughs> but, but it's. I think it's a valid point. It is. And I think, you know, one of the morals of it is that you know, it is difficult to ask those questions of what are we because you, the answer might not always be in your favor. And the answer, you know, is not just a simple thing after a few dates. Sometimes it can be, hey, this complicated relationship that took years of our time is now resting in the weight of this question that I have to ask you. It's kind yeah. of, it's kind of unfair. It was unfair to you in that situation because you were in this position where you had to ask. Oh, and he knew what he, he knew what he was doing. Right, 100%. right. He so, knew. He admitted it too. He he said like, you know, when I approached him about it, he was like, "Yeah, I, I know how you feel." And I was like, "Okay, then why did you never? Why you just let all this yeah. happen?" And knowing that we wouldn't be together and that I would right. eventually feel pain from it, I I just don't think he he knew right. what he was doing, but he didn't know what he was doing. Right. And I think one of the the reasons that 
those kinds of things can happen is I hear that like guys sometimes aren't sure if they want to be in a commitment. So they kind of go back and forth. They're like, okay, I'll try out this commitment thing, but then they'll kind of like step back out when they realize that they might want to do other things. Um, but this is just kind of, I'm like kind of going into this article that we were looking at of um, potential um, red flags. Red flags. Um, relationship or red flags and just just knowing how how you might find yourself in a tricky situation with somebody um what's your biggest red flag in a relationship like if you're going into a relationship if you like hear something or see something what's like your biggest like nope i'm out deal breaker done uh if they're racist that's that's a good yeah if they're racist or like have have any um malice towards specific kinds of people like if they like make like if they say something bad about like people with disabilities or, um, you know, just, just towards any type of group of people. Um, cause that to me just says that they're not compassionate and they're not understanding and willing to learn about different kinds of people yeah. from themselves. Um, that completely is a red flag for me. I think <sighs> my biggest one is, is, is if, I don't know, it's shady, a good word, I guess, or secret, yeah. if, if you can tell they've got, like, other stuff going on, that they won't, not that they have to tell you everything that they're doing all the time, I'm not saying that, I'm saying, you know, and we'll get into the story later, but, like, if they're not up front with if you, they're not up front and honest, you, when you say things yeah. like, hey, like, hey, can we hang out tonight, no, I've got a thing, oh, okay, cool, what are you doing, don't worry about it, like, all right, well, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm worried about it. So are you with the FBI or <laughs> yeah. the Pentagon like, or who do you work for? Yeah. <laughs> are you James Bond? <laughs> do you have a yacht? <laughs> That's me and Emily's like dumb girl voice. We don't, yes. we do it often. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I think that kind of like, if you're dishonest right off the bat, goodbye. We're done. Right. Goodbye. Don't lie to me. Don't lie if, to me. <laughs> if you have a yacht and you're hiding it from me, I will find out and I will be using it. <laughs> I will go on it and I will journey. <laughs> I will I will go from California to the Mediterranean. <laughs> All the way around South America. Watch me. Don't test me. <laughs> that's so, stupid. That's a that's a red flag on the female side. Yeah, if that's the voice. I know people with that voice. You're all great. You're fine. But if, like, that's the kind of, like, don't challenge me. I'll do it. Yeah, she'll fucking do it. Yeah. Don't, don't. Any girl who's, like, most girls are are more bite than bark. Yes. I think, you know, regardless of sexuality, I think you know that. Like, if a girl's, like, I will break your shit. She's going to break yes. your shit. Like, <laughs> keep that in mind. I've like, never done that. I've never no. lost it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know, I know people who, like, Clothes on the front lawn, like I like, dug yeah. my keys into the side of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, according to Self Magazine, they say that red flags in a relationship are one: if they describe all of their exes as crazy. I love that. I agree with that. I love that so much. Continue. Two: if their attitude changes on a dime. I guess that to me would say like maybe they're not really sure of what they want. So as I don't know, how do you interpret that? I interpret it as someone who as as a person who has diagnosed bipolar disorder. <laughs> that to me, if their attitude changes, means that they don't know what they want. 
they don't know what they want and they like can't I don't know if they can't conceptualize like if they're very flip flopping like I know what I want I don't know what I want like I want I want pizza for dinner but I also want to kill someone like dude like <laughs> rein it in like I think if they can't who are you hanging out with dude <laughs> college was nuts and the, play, and the place I work Okay, is fair. nuts. Fair. <laughs> Some of the people I work with are insane. It's great. It's fair. Um, shout out. Shout out. Um, but yeah, I think if your attitude changes on a dime, it just means that you don't know what you want and that you mm-hmm. that you're very and that's confusing for the other person. Yes. It's like, hey, I want to do. I want to go out. I want to stay in. Like, like, figure it out. And men and women do this, despite oh, yeah. my dumb girl voice. Like, men and women do this. Absolutely. Next point, a red flag is if they are secretive. We were talking about that before. Um, You know, you're just not really sure of like what they do. You're trying to get to know them and then they're like, well, you know, I have this thing. And you're like, okay. eh." So are you like also like dating other women? Is that why you're being secretive? Like, you know, you just want to be open, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Yeah. Next point. Um, red flag is if they guilt trip you. Um, somebody who makes you feel guilty maybe for, for having plans. Um, maybe, maybe they, um, guilt trip you for, um, a part of your personality. Maybe you're just really, um, you really don't, um, like bananas and they're like, come on, why don't you like bananas? What do the bananas ever do to you? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. I mean, bananas are a metaphor. (laughs) Wait. Uh, never mind. Explain. <laughs> uh, never mind. But but yeah, um, guilt tripping, no dice. That that kind of starts to to hit on your psyche. Yeah. Um, another red flag is if they make you feel stupid. I agree with that one hundred percent. You don't want to feel stupid when you're getting to know somebody. You have a recent experience with that, Dude. don't you? <laughs> Dude, I don't know why this episode has turned into my like horror <laughs> stories of dating men. Um, the secretive thing and then the making me feel stupid thing. Uh, to make a long story short, basically I was texting this dude. We have a lot of mutual friends. Things were going nice. He asked me out on a group date. We went. It was fun. Uh, I had a great time. And he asked me out on a one-on-one date. I was like, yes, absolutely. Finally, after a long time of not dating anybody, like I'm really excited about this. And the day of the date... The day of the date, three hours before I was supposed to go on this date, his girlfriend texts me, got my number somehow, and was like, hey, uh, he has a girlfriend. And she was, dude, she was extremely respectful, of me at least. She was like, listen, I'm assuming you didn't know, because he and I have dealt with this before and I was like mm, all right well mm. that's a that's something's going on in your red your house flag. red flag there but uh she was like I would like you to back off if that's all right I was like of course I'll back off I'm not trying to be <laughs> I think men and women but particularly men sorry dudes I'm gonna call you out for a second men think they deserve side chicks um i think a lot of men think that they deserve side chicks or they deserve options Hmm. um unless both women are aware and are okay with being in a relationship with you either separate or together which is that's fine i don't judge that uh if you're hiding one one significant other from the other that's not honest and there are a lot of other issues deserve either of them exactly so don't don't be don't be hiding hiding boyfriends and, and girlfriends and, and people like that. Because, oh, by the way, thank I forgot to tell Emily, this person who I also was like, hey, by the way, I'm canceling this date because you have a girlfriend, literally texted me yesterday being like, I'm having a pool party. Do you want to come? And I was like, no! <laughs> what? Like, dude, have we learned no. nothing? No. We, he learns nothing. I mean, maybe, maybe he's trying to make things better by 
creating a friendship and yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm not. You don't, yeah. I, you I've don't already been lied to. When I said, hey, yeah. do, do you have a girlfriend? He was like, yeah. I was like, do you know that you asked me how to date? He was like, yeah. I was like, dude, do you that's care? Not- and he was like, well, I mean, you know. And I was like, all right. That's not how that works. Not how you that don't works. date, you don't go on dates with other girls when you are having a girlfriend. Because yeah. if you are having a girlfriend, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Then you possess if, a girlfriend. If you possess or a girlfriend or significant other, then odds are it is that fancy word for you're just seeing just that person. What is that called? Monogamy. Monogamy. Then it's monogamy, and you don't have a right to to pursue and peruse your options. Yeah, that's gonna hurt someone. I mean, Emily and I were kind of talking about this too. Like, it's okay. I think I'm a proponent of like. If you are in a relationship and you, like, you can say someone's cute or you can be like, oh, my God, that person's really attractive. You can have your celebrity crushes and your, like, freebie lists for whatever. Like, I think that's fine. The reason I think that that's fine is because you can – just because you're looking at the menu does not mean you got to order something. You can be really happy in your relationship but also recognize that there are human beings in this world that you are going to be attracted to. But that doesn't mean that – not everything you're – attracted to is good for you right so you know i i'm can't have meat or poultry i'm super allergic to it uh bacon is like the best smelling thing in the world to me doesn't mean i'm gonna eat it so i can acknowledge Mm. that it's a good thing but also stick with my the thing that i have and be happy with not dying of anaphylactic shock there's there's some kind of like biblical thing in there right yeah Yeah, okay somewhere something about meat and sins and anyway yes I want to um, read some of the responses um, that people had for my question, which was, how do you know if you are ready for a relationship? Um, And a lot of them had a similar theme to them. I'm just going to read off a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for your wonderful answers. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, you're ready for a relationship when you can be content on your own make yourself happy and don't rely on others for approval. I think that is such a big point. Mm-hmm. Um, when you feel confident enough in yourself to know exactly what you want and deserve, I agree. Um, when you're confident and comfortable enough with yourself to let someone else in, you see the trend here? Yeah. Um, she knows if she's ready um, based on strong feelings for another person, and but, but also being in a good place themselves. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really... It's that's really what everybody basically said is just strong sense of self first. That's how you know you're ready for a relationship. And I agree with that 100%. I think it simplifies things when you are um, able to feel comfortable with yourself and the things that you want so that you can bring that into the relationship. Have I dated people without being 100% with myself? Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it definitely Same. does complicate things. Um, do you, my turn to ask you a deep question. Oh boy. When you were uh, at the beginning of your now long-term relationship, mm-hmm. were you like, I'm ready? Yes. I'm, I'm good with myself. I'm ready to go. Yes. What was that? How did you know that you had that feeling? I was at a point where I felt like I didn't need to be dating somebody to be happy, Hmm. Um, which has really, really taken a long time to get to. I think I had a lot of, I think I had 
a, a bad habit of just dating people so I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And not that those relationships weren't um, meaningful or worth my time. I think I went into some of them for the wrong reasons. And they didn't last. And they because didn't last. And um, my current relationship is is much healthier because I was looking for a relationship for the right reason and I was in a good place to be in it. Yeah. I think it's also realizing I used to be that way too. Um, I mean, just, just not even like dating people because I felt like I needed to. More so I was like, I thought that being in a relationship was a cure for loneliness. Yeah. And I, it's not because I, the wrong yes. relationship is not going to cure loneliness. Yeah. The wrong relationship is going to make you feel lonely yes. in your relationship. Yes. And I think it's also realizing like the things that you want to do in life, the amazing things that you want to do, the places you want to travel to, the things you want to see, the bands you want to hear, the job you want to have. None of those hinge on another person. The only person responsible for those good things happening to you is you. So I think if you focus Amen. on doing the things that you want to do in your life, you are you're you're gonna be so good with yourself. And then I hate when people say this. I hate it. I hate it so much, but it's so fucking true. It'll happen when you're not looking for it. Yes. It'll it'll happen yep. when you're not looking for it. If you're like yep. if you're a Tinder is a trash can nightmare even though we know somebody who just got engaged because with a guy that she met on tinder but that's beside the point tinder and those apps are not the really the best way to meet people they're also quite dangerous so you know keep a look out keep a look out um uh and 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 just being like i'm gonna bounce from person to person because number one i'm lonely number two i'm eventually gonna find someone is really not the way it's going to be. I guarantee you it's going to be a friend that you've had forever. Then you're finally one day, it's going to be like, Oh, okay. Or it's going to be someone that's super random that comes into your life and you're like, Oh, all right. Okay. Interesting feelings I'm feeling here. And that's going to be where all like the good stuff comes from. It's not going to be from like, I went on, of course you can meet someone on Tinder or match.com. Like it might work. Sometimes that's just like the path that God or the universe or whatever you believe puts you on. But I think nine times out of 10, it's going to happen when you're not looking for it. Yes. I agree. Were you, can I ask that question? Do you feel like that kind of popped up out of nowhere? Um, you have to answer that if you don't want to. I would say half of it, I was half looking and oh half God. of me was not. Um, but were you going to bed every night being like, oh, I'm disappointed. I didn't find a boyfriend today. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. No. Okay, right, okay. I was not. <laughs> um, we didn't have any at the store. They were out. I thought there was a sale. <laughs> My roommates were close friends with, Brian. So, um, he was, um, over at the apartment and we, you know, we would as an apartment go to, um, parties that he was at. So like through them is how I got to know him better. Um, so it was, it was a little bit of the, the universe helping me out and, and meeting him. I didn't, um, that's a loaded question too. Cause I also think people throw into the, Oh, this is another thing that I think people think. I think people think that love at first sight is like, I, I, do I believe it? I kind of believe in it. I believe in attraction at first sight. I believe in like vibes and energy and stuff like that. Yes. And all that hocus pocus. Um, I believe that like you can see someone and click. Yes. Emily and I became instant friends. I believe in that. I believe in a lot of the people that I met that are the closest people in my lives today. We clicked instantly and we're still friends to this day. Same thing with that dude I was talking about before who led me on for three and a half years. I met him. We were very good friends for a really long time because yes. we had a great connection. I believe in having instant connection. Yes. I believe that being in love before you get to know somebody and who they are is uh, 
is I think it's jumping the gun a little bit. Yes. I think uh, soulmates is definitely a thing. Yeah. I feel like I have they don't necessarily need to be romantic. Yeah. I just think that there are people in your your life that are your soul is connected to and they're just like they'll always be a part of your soul. Um, so like, you know, um, people I've dated in the past, people who are my friends, um, I believe that our, our souls are always going to be connected just because of who they are and how, you know, how we just had such a strong connection. Um, oh my God, are we soulmates? Yeah. Babe. 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 <laughs> I wonder how this is going to sound on headphones. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> the worst sound. I know. <laughs> I feel the same way, by the way. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, I wouldn't do a podcast with anyone who's not one of my soulmates. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so I believe that's definitely a thing. You don't necessarily end up with a one soulmate. In my mind, you have multiple soulmates. Yeah. Um, and hopefully one day, if you like to get, if you would like to get married, then one of those people, the person that you marry will be, a one of those soulmates, um, which is another conversation. And it's a conversation I think we're probably going to dedicate a whole episode to like long-term and marriage and things like that. Just because, oh my God, the opinions that we have. But I also think it's important to know at the beginning of a relationship that marriage is not the end game. Like knowing that you want to get married, knowing that you want to get married is fine. Knowing Mm -hmm. that you want kids is fine. Knowing who you are in that sense is fine. Going into a relationship saying it's marriage or bust is not fine. You do not have to do that. And you don't know. You can, and also this person might say, no, I don't want to get married and then be with you forever. And then they're like, okay, now I feel like I'm ready. Just because someone's like, no, nah, I don't want to get married. doesn't mean that they don't, that they won't in the future. That being said, don't be like, oh, he'll want me or she'll want to get married eventually. So I'll wear them down and then they'll get married. It's more so like go into it with a full heart, <laughs> clear eyes, full heart, can't lose Friday night lights, <laughs> <laughs> but go, go into it with, go into it with good intent and be open to new experiences and just get to know the person. If you end up until together until the day you die, great. If it lasts a couple weeks, we had some great experiences, great. If it lasts a really long time and it ends really badly, great, you learn something from it. So just go into it knowing that just go into it knowing that the goal here is just to be happy, not to have like the house with a white picket fence and the perfect husband or wife and then the mm. and then the the 2.5 kids and, mm. the, and the dog with three legs and all that stuff wait did you say 2.5 kids yeah the national average for how many kids americans have is 2.5 which is nuts to me because uh, i don't want just, kids but i'd have a half a kid just the torso <laughs> up no <laughs> knees down oh <laughs> i just want some weird adam i'm a big adam's family girl like that's my favorite thing so any weird shit like that where it would, it would be like a half human <laughs> like for like only like one eye and then like half an ear like that to me. anyway <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Any, anyway guys so i'm single um just throwing <laughs> that out there um if you're named pugsley hit me up <laughs> um oh yeah i forgot about this it's my it's, it's was my idea and i forgot about it okay so we have unsolicited song suggestion now and it's Ooh. emily's turn and i'm super excited because she didn't tell me what it's gonna be and i, I not probably won't have an opinion on it just kidding i will go for it so my unsolicited song suggestion is one particular song called lost in the wild by walk the moon mm-hmm. um i have been listening to a lot of walk the moon lately um and um i really like just like the 
the message and the melody in the song. Um, it's very catchy and um, it, it kind of has a little bit of our like current um, music. Um, it's kind of like got that chorus breakdown where there's like a little bit of like an interlude in it. Mm. Um, so it makes it feel a little bit like trap, but it's not trap at all. Oh, like um, a chain smokers-y kind of? Yeah, uh, you know it, what I mean? Got it, yeah. Um, so you can kind of like jam out to it, but it's definitely more on the alternative side. And um, I just really like it. So definitely check it out if you're looking for a song. It's called Lost in the Wild. I Walk the Moon. I Walk the Moon. Cool. Enjoy. And I, yeah. I also have to throw it. Sorry, I know I did this last time where I was like, an album! But uh, Chance the Rapper's new album came out. It's very good. It's very, very good. The features on it are very good. He throws, like, Randy Newman in there and, like, Ben Gabbard from Death Cab, which is, like, so Warped Tour, but get it. And then, like, Nikki's on a bunch of songs. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, The Big Day. And it's, it's sweet. really, really, really good. Alrighty, so that's all the time that we have for today. Um, thanks for listening to 20-somethings, episode two. Um Tune in next week for our next topic, which is going to be about Sam's favorite subject. Yep. Minimalism slash materialism. Oh, so many things I have to talk about. Yes. It's going to be a lot of my voice. So just brace yourselves. Mm. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about what minimalism and materialism is and isn't. Yeah. And um, look out for our questions on the Instagram. We welcome your answers Mm -hmm. and hope to be able to share them on that episode Mm -hmm. take care thanks for tuning in